Hey, it's Nikki Llewellyn and you're on Gut Plus Science. This podcast is on a mission to increase engagement at work. And on this show, we equip CEOs and people first leaders of all levels to make impact. Let's get to it. Hey, Gut Plus Science listeners, it's Nikki. Here's a new healthcare episode with a passionate leader and a much needed topic. Today, I'm with Cassandra Crow Jackson, Chief Patient Experience Officer at Sharp Healthcare. Cassandra has more than 20 years of leadership experience and the majority in the healthcare industry. Cassandra is passionate about human connection and the power it has to transform meaningful impact. She's about to share some recent learnings and some of her best practices for daily meaningful connection with team members. Let's jump into this conversation with Cassandra now. Cassandra, I'm so grateful to have you with us and willing to share a message that you're passionate about and is so relevant to our audience and in today's landscape. So let's have you start off by sharing the need for human connection as you see it, especially in healthcare now. Oh, I think the need right now is probably more relevant than ever because we're in the middle of a pandemic, as everybody knows. And so I think in terms of services, kind of made people focus even more keenly on things that maybe before they weren't so attuned to because we can't see the smiles or basically our two eyes behind a mask. So the power of your words and that need to connect with someone on an individual level, I think is, is more important now than ever because our spirits are afraid. Every, this has gone on a lot longer than I think most people had expected it to. And we're all a little afraid, a little fearful, and just a little weary. So connection means everything to everyone right now. Or maybe it's just me, but I see it in other ways. Totally agree with you. And you know, I was on a, or I am on a board for a nonprofit that fights isolation. And I've been on this board for a while. And it's interesting that even a year or two ago, we were looking at studies about where the world's going with just, you know, isolation being such a problem. And then that was pre pandemic. <laughs> and so, you know, it's just such, such a big issue. And people, we were built and born to, you know, connect with other humans. And so I'd like to hear from you, like, what are the effects of isolation and this social distancing that we've been practicing for just such a long time now doing to our people and how is it impacting just the overall healthcare experience? Oh my gosh, I think it has really impacted the healthcare experience, not just from the perspective of our patients and our families, um, who although, you know, you see so much on the media about the why, you know, we can justify why the distancing is important. But in all the meetings I've been in, I don't think we've ever said, but how is this going to impact that family or family member who can't be with, you know, grandma when she's on her deathbed? The, the fact that we're having people use an iPad or an iPhone from their cars outside to have those last precious few moments with a loved one before they pass away is something we never, ever planned for or encompassed in in the scope of what makes good healthcare. But now it's very real that we have to think about that. And I have seen many instances, you know, where, where our caregivers, you know, our, our doctors and nurses, the true healthcare heroes have really tried their best to, to make this process have as much dignity and compassion and connection as they can in the current situation. But we just can't underestimate that power and that need for people to be together. 
you know, that that's one instance of how it's impacting on a, on a family patient interaction. But even on our team members side, on our, our employees side, one of the things that we learned early on when we sent everyone home, you know, obviously safety being the, the utmost priority, but we sent home a woman, her, her name was Janet. And I remember she said how sad she was because she's, you know, she's older. Her work family is her family. And it was her birthday. And the only birthday celebrations she ever had were with the people at work. Well, in that socially distanced world, there were no cards, no little gifts, no anything. And of course, you know, that was something we didn't even think about in terms of connection with other people and how that impacted. And that's just one story, but it touched me when she shared that story because I thought, wow, we never planned for this. So, you know, now as, as a leader, we plan virtual birthday parties. We send, um, what I do is I send like a DoorDash dessert to everybody, you know, a certificate for DoorDash to please go here and pick up your ice cream or your cake or whatever. And let's all get on this call at three o'clock for so-and-so's birthday. And it's not actual human connection, but it's just a matter of saying, I still see you and I still recognize this is an important day for you. And I wish we could be together. Now more than ever being so intentional about those things to, you know, pre-plan them. Like we have to really think of those things in advance and, you know, just do our very best using technology to be able to bring that that connection component for sure. Um, I want to go back to what you were sharing around just the healthcare experience and talking about, you know, I was just starting to put myself in the shoes of, you know, a nurse that is working with a, with a loved one and their family members are from afar on that iPad. I can't imagine what it's like to work in the conditions and keep yourself energized to keep that compassion or that empathy that you so much want to bring, but not get exhausted, you know, yourself. And so I'm just curious as a, as a leader to, you know, your team members, how do you help inspire that or help to, you know, every day reconnect the mission of the work? You know, this is, I'm, I'm glad you asked that question, Nikki, because one of the things um, we've been talking about is, you know, leadership visibility. Because now we've said, even our leaders, our executive team, we've been told you're working from home from now on. So how is it that you're going to be able to connect with your your team, especially, you know, in a 24-7 environment? So, you know, we do have our, I, I have to give all credit to our entity, our facility leadership, where the CEOs and the executive teams are rounding and rounding anyway, just to say to that team, thank you. You know, I, I know you're here. Um, our CEO, as a matter of fact, did a midnight rounds at one of our facilities that is more heavily impacted because you think about those nurses and docs that are working that weekend night shift. They aren't getting a lot of human connection. They really aren't. And so I thought that was so powerful that he got out of his bed and came in at night to say to this team, thank you for what you're doing. And from some of his interactions with the team, you know, learned their anxieties and their fears and concerns, you know, really around this was, you know, prior to the vaccine, actually, you know, starting to hit the areas. And then um, he listened to them, understood what they were saying, and he wrote a really nice article in our, he does a weekly newsletter, and, he, and it was called, They Work While You Sleep. 
and it was just a tribute to to all of those individuals with quotes from some of the things that that they had told him and the feedback was like so powerful because we we forget you know it's just it's amazing how we are all so caught up in our own lives and our own situations that we we have lost some of that power to be with people just to be with them and so he has a hotline that you know you can call and just vent when you need to vent just to vent we've created tranquility rooms or zen dens at every place where people still have to work where you can reserve the time to just go and get away or you can request that time to spend with our chaplains have been just as busy during this whole thing as have our nurses and doctors. And when you talk about unsung heroes, that's a group most people aren't thinking about, but they truly are there um, making sure that people feel seen, heard, and cared for, as are our, um, our social workers, um, that team and psychologists. So I know there are people who are really doing the best that they can to keep the, the thread of connection going and keep it strong. But I think it's incumbent upon the rest of us to remember that all the time. We can't count on just the, those bare human few doing everything they can to keep our frontline team loved on. Does that make sense? You know, we can, I can feed, can feed me every day. All that does is really make me fat <laughs> with food, you know, feed me with food. But if you feed me with just a note, one of the things that's had such a great impact in here are the um, little notes that come from like the Girl Scout and Boy Scout troops or church groups that they write, you know, little cards and seal them and address them to the, to the healthcare team. And I actually had one on my desk forever. And it, on the outside of the envelope, it just says, you are phenomenal. And, and that's one of my favorite words. But the card on the inside said, no one has probably told you today, thank you. So I just want to say thank you for all you do. <laughs> and I just thought those little things are, are the kind of connection people, I, I think, are hungry for right now. It's been powerful, some of just hearing the stories. One of my employees was telling me she, her parents are, are rather aged. I'm, I think they're both in their 90s. So she says when we go visit them, she and her husband go visit her parents. They're in a like a senior living facility. She says they're on one side of the plexiglass um, at this long table and we're on the other side. And she says it, it's reminiscent of what you see when people go visit someone in jail. You know, if you're watching something on TV because that's what it is. And she says, I haven't hugged my mom all year. You know, that image is, that's a powerful image to think I'm looking at my mom and something that looks like she's in jail and I can't hug her. So challenging. And, you know, you've mentioned some of this innovation that has come about to really help with the connection and, and isolation challenges like the 24-hour hotline and the Zen Den. What's a favorite or uh, a most meaningful solution that you've experienced to drive connection and provide care? Like what's at the top of the list of something that's come up this year that you see really, really helping? At the facility I was with in Maryland, we had something called the compassion card. And it was just goodies and food that we would go, you know, roll it around the hospital from unit to unit. Well, of course, when COVID came, we couldn't, we couldn't roll unit to unit. So we still made 
compassion care kits. It was just basically boxes of the same thing that we would call the manager down and the manager would take it to his or her unit and put it, you know, wherever. But it was the same thing. It was the cards that meant a lot to people. It was food items that had been donated by the community. And so we could really share that we care, the community cares, we wish we could be there with you. You know, here's a business card, you can call me. Just trying to do whatever we could to make people feel like somebody was there that you could connect to. And I I have to say, as someone who is a people person, it's been hard on me, like just um, to, to not be able to connect with people. You know what I mean? To sit across the table and see someone because so much I believe I can learn so much more about a person by being able to see them and look in their eyes and and watch their body language. And that has changed now. That has changed. So, um, uh, and I'm thinking, Nikki, of this job, this role I'm in now, it's a new role. I've been here since October. I have a team of 12 people and I have seen them in person one time. And that, that was at my request. And so I've got these 12 people. We are literally in in the auditorium spaced just so that we could have some connection for me to say, this is who I am. How do you, what do you learn? What do you need from your leader? What do you want? What, what's, what excites you? And that's, that's a, that is a loss because I think it's going to take a little longer for trust and comfort to be gained because right now I'm a, talking face on a screen. <laughs> and, but one, one thing I think uh, as a tool to answer your question that we're doing. So we have a huge event at Sharp every year. It's called the All Staff, where we literally bring all 19,000 employees to the convention center as a celebration for all the work that they've done. So 2020s was canceled because it was literally the week that COVID sprung upon us. 21s will be canceled for the in-person as well because it was scheduled for April. But what we have decided to do is what we're calling all staff all year, which is truly a series of virtual events starting in January with the kickoff message from our CEO. We've got these really cool face masks that, that we are sending to every employee's home. And our theme for 21 is called Compassion and Courage. And it is saying, you know, we want to be compassionate with each other and courageous because we're about to move beyond what has become our norm in this COVID world to something new and something exciting. So we are still trying to form that connection, but we're sending the face mask out to say, but our utmost priority is still your safety. So this is how we're going to do this this year. And we've been engaged with a team called Pathable for a, a wonderful platform with which to launch this this virtual event. So we have a series of every other month activities, one hour maximum, uh, where we're trying to engage with our team. And it's got a whole gamification platform built in so that if you tune in, if you learn and you do this, that or the other, you get points so that you end up getting something too, almost like the Wombi platform. You get badges, you get points, and at the end, you know, you can turn those in for something. There are a series of gifts that will be mailed to homes throughout this period of time. And then we've planned in the summer, hopefully, some um, where it's all staff on the road, where we're actually 
partnering with a like a van that will go site to site and do activities on site at the entity. So at least there's some ability for you to come out and connect with your peers, you know, once it is safe to do so. And we've had to get really creative with that. And it, it, it has made my heart smile that everyone wants to be compassionate to others. And so we're really stretching our, our boundaries on how to think through things differently. And, and my director, who's this, this is her baby, um, is the, the Sharp Experience All Staff event. And my pushing and prodding her is that you got to think beyond, you know, what we did in person is not going to work. You know, that in the in-person event, there was like a 30-minute documentary where we followed a, the life of a patient for over the course of the year and talked about their interaction. And she was just bit on that has to be part of it. And I said, you can't have a 30-minute documentary in a one-hour <laughs> um, Zoom meeting. It, it's too much. It's just too much. But our marketing team, being the phenomenal team that they are, they've had, you know, they have a cache of stories that they've shared where it really was one person, one um, caregiver really telling their story about something that that touched them or that impacted them over this course of COVID. So we're really trying to tell those stories of courage and compassion in small uh, one minute nuggets that can be, you know, we could do in an hour, we can have three or four little snippets of stories. So each entity will then be able to hear, oh, that's, you know, that's Josh from RED, that's Nikki from marketing, that's so-and-so telling their stories. And, and I think this is a way of, of still connecting people, although in this new virtual platform. But I think it, it's enough of a teaser that people are, will, will tune in because they'll want to know when are they going to feature someone from our entity. So really stretching the boundaries of what we can do to make this connected to, to other people. One of the powerful things we're looking at doing is you know, we've lost a lot of people to COVID. Obviously, we've even lost some of our own team. And so we were trying to figure out how to fit in a memoriam type celebration into something that should be a celebration of the compassion and courage our team has experienced. So do you want to take this, what should be a celebration of you and, and add in this um, somber moment? And I kind of feel like you have to. You have to, because otherwise we're going to miss a very important moment to connect with people, to remind them that we honor these folks that we have lost, both from the side of our patients and from the side of team members that, you know, lost this battle as well. But we have to be courageous enough to keep moving forward, um, whether that means getting the vaccine when you're concerned about it or whatever it may be. You know, it's a lot to think about in a different lens now. I'm curious, what does peer-to-peer -peer support look like now, differently from the past? Uh, I think it, it's it's more powerful because I do think there are a lot of people who are, are keenly aware of something is missing and they are able to to be there and help each other. We, we do something called the Pillar Awards where we 
we are basically celebrating people who've done phenomenal things throughout the year. And I was looking through the the binder that has all of these nominations. And I was telling my employee who does that, I was like, oh, my God, please don't tell me I have to be the judge. <laughs> because the stories, like, I wanted every one of these people to get an award. Every one of them. Because the things that people have done were just um, just phenomenal. We have uh, had an employee from Taiwan who, who early on when she we were so challenged with PPE, contacted someone back in Taiwan and and made arrangements to get some PPE sent, sent to her personally so that she could bring it into the hospital because she was so concerned about her colleagues not feeling safe at work. We had a woman who just recognized some a need with some of her patients, one a patient who was so concerned about she cooked for a group of elderly homeless people. And so this employee took that role on. In addition to being on the front lines, she would then go home and cook these big meals so that those people that that patient served never lost that that time. So, you know, that's that's peers supporting each other, peers supporting our patients by hearing, you know, a powerful story and then saying, I can help with that. And i I, I just wish we could see more of that. I really do. Um, and, I, and I think sometimes, Nikki, that's why I refuse to watch the media, because we hear the ugliness when there is so much good that is happening right now. But good news and, and compassion stories don't sell. Ugliness and drama sell. <laughs> and that's what people are, are hearing now. And I think it's maybe disconnecting us more than we are actually disconnected. You touched on how tough it is to communicate now, especially to build relationships and, you know, really that trust and connection without seeing each other. And there's just so many dynamics there, but just talking about communication as a whole for you as a, as an individual leader, what has been the best new habit or shift that you've seen in, in you as a person in your communication developments, if you will, for you and then also the organization because of this challenging year? How has that helped? As I said, you know, being a new leader in a new organization that I literally didn't know anyone. And I, I've ha- I have had to have a ton of virtual, well, everything has been a virtual meeting. So when I start my virtual meetings and begin, you know, I always try to find the one one question about you. So, and it will be something more of my icebreaker in terms of, so what was the best thing that happened to you yesterday? Um, and because that kind of stops people for a moment because they're, they're prepared to tell me all about their work and their role and what they can do to help me or what I could do to help them. But when I have taken that pulse and that beat just to say, what was the best thing that happened to you? Or what made your day? Or what were three things you were most grateful for yesterday? It kind of says, stop a moment and let's connect here as humans first, and then we can talk business. And then our, our, my team huddles, we always start with a reflection that just kind of centers us for a moment that, yes, we've got to talk about business, but you know, what happened good to you this weekend? Or I think the week before Thanksgiving, I asked, you know, what was, what's your favorite part of the Thanksgiving meal? Just something that says, let's, let's just get to know one another again. Let's be creative and 
and think outside of the box. So I, and I actually, I have like a whole list of those kind of icebreaker questions to ask people. And I always leave, before I leave that, I always say, who's the one person you think I need to meet with? Which is, you know, unfortunately adding way more meetings than I would probably like. <laughs> but it gives, um, it, it's also given me like more connection and how nice it is when I go and say, hey, Nikki, you know, I'm having this meeting because when I met with, with Bonnie, she said you were the one person I should meet because you know so much about blah, blah, blah. So it's, it's a way of making that person feel good about the other person who said something good about them, if, this, if that makes sense. So you're just keeping that, paying it forward. But someone said something good about you. Now I want you to tell me who is someone else that I should, should speak with. That's awesome. And I love these icebreaker activities, especially, you know, when you do them as a group and then you're also as a leader influencing peer to peer connection as well. So I I just, I love that. What about from an organizational standpoint, what have you seen because of the challenging year enhanced communication wise from an org wide perspective? Well, like I said, I think, you know, I think those, those visits with our, with our CEO still being highly visible and present in the facilities and in the entities for those people who are working. Because I think that says, I'm, I'm here with you. I'm not having you do something that I wouldn't do. I think we have, we've been very creative with, even in terms of, as we were setting our, our, you know, incentive goals for this fiscal year, we really put a lot of thought into, can that even be done with COVID? You know, should we have a, a, a workers comp goal around such and such and such in a, in a period of COVID? Well, we can't. So let's not do that. And I thought our CEO did such a great job of explaining to people why something we've been working on forever wasn't going to be there. One of our our goals was around blood donations. Well, you know, being sensitive to the fact that there are a lot of people on our team that for reasons out of their control cannot donate blood. So what were other ways for them to participate? And, you know, we got real creative with it. If, if you bring in X number of canned food items that can count as an hour of community service time. If you man a, a shift at the cleaning, you know, the, where, where someone's coming in and you're sanitizing things to give them blah, 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 that can count as a shift. So I think we're trying to say, we, wanna, we want to meet you where you are and still allow you to interact and connect where you can. But we also know some of these things that we used to do, like we used to go to the, the food bank and, and make meal kits. Well, that's out now. But at least we can still bring the food <laughs> in and drop it off so that you can still connect and you still feel that you're helping our community. And those were things under our community pillar. We do start our meetings with some sense of reflection. And I, and I, I said, you know, it, the reflection can't be, I'm going to read this quote and then we're going to move on. A reflection means you have to stop and reflect on it. So, I mean, at least give people a chance to put something in the chat box about what that means or, or how they felt about that. And it, it's a lot, of, it's a series of very little things. Um, one thing I have done that I think has really helped is and it gets a little overwhelming sometimes because these Zoom meetings go back to back to back forever. 
is I actually have a whole to-do list of things so I don't forget to follow up with people on this, that, or the other, because it could easily be done because so much is happening that you, you forget, oh my God, I owe Nikki, I promised her I would get X, Y, and Z to her, and I, I haven't done it yet. So it's a matter of being very mindful and present to do these little things. And, and I, I asked my admin, I said, um, I need you to not have so many meetings back to back to back. Because when you're sitting in front of a computer screen and you have seven meetings back to back, you lose the connection because you've, you've zoned out. So, you know, she did something as simple as the meetings are 45 minutes instead of an hour so that I can take that 15 minutes and get up and stretch and get water or go to the bathroom and shake it off before I come back and sit and start the next one. Just time to read the notes because a lot of my meetings that I'm having are they're new. It's, it's a new team that I'm meeting with. And then you jump on this call and you're, you're lost because you don't even know, like, what is this about? And why am I on this call? And, and it's just, you, you, you can't form a connection without that kind of information. And our wellness team is another thing that I've got to give that team so much credit for what they're doing to still help people feel connected. And one of them, and I don't know that it's, it's unique to us, but they did the way instead of you, we have these, like you could walk around the facility and you get points for doing blah, blah, blah. Well, now for every hour of, of time you log in that says you exercise, you are contributing one meal. So they're taking that to mean that equals, you know, five hours of walking is one meal for four people or, or something like that. So it's again saying, keep doing what you're doing, stay healthy. But while you're staying healthy, you're going to be helping people eat. And, and you know, San Diego is a, has a lot of homelessness and a lot of hungry people, as does everyone in the country. So the feedback I can see in the chats of, of you know, what people are doing and how they feel connected to purpose still to, to our, our vision and our mission, it has been very, very good. You know, the silver lining is really thick if we look for it, you know, in 2020. But I think the magic is going back to the basics of being simple and focusing on those, you know, those simple things of spending time, taking time and being intentional. And to the point of this whole topic, it's about, you know, finding that human connection and it's really in the simple things. We're going back to like looking at like, you know, when I asked you that question about peer to peer support and you're like, wow, you know, like there's been some incredible efforts and, and changes there, you know, and it's like, wow, to, to look at like, hopefully that's a muscle that all of us go back to and recenter ourselves around that's going to stick with us for, through the future. And so I'm with you on kind of blocking out some media and really, you know, looking at there is, there is a, a lot of things that are pretty awesome happening out there right now, but we just have to be super intentional before we shift to this next part of the show. Cause this goes just so fast. Cassandra, I'd love for you to share, you know, what is the most important leadership message or messages that you're trying to inspire right now? One, the, the power of connection that, that taking that pulse, that one little beat of time to, to connect with the other person before rushing into business. And I love it. I have a great assistant who often reminds me that, hey, did you forget you wanted to do the reflection when I, because I'm running from meeting to meeting. I was like, oh, thank you for reminding me of that. 
So as we were just saying, that pulse, that mindfulness, that take a second before you get started on the business to say whatever needs to be said and to celebrate your your team as much as you can. I think people need that right now just to hear that, hey, I recognize what you're doing and I, I see it and I want to I want other people to know what you're doing. I love that. Taking time, you know, just spending dedicated time to get to know each other and connect and just really be intentional about building relationships and then celebrating each and every win. <laughs> you know, sometimes we move so fast. I mean, no matter how small it is, you'd be surprised what an email that says way to go can do on Wednesday or um, do a lot on my phone. And I'll send like those little bit emojis with the the weird face, those little big headed characters and, you know, like, oh my God, that was awesome. Or you're awesome. You're a rock star. And I, and I've made a point to make sure everybody gets something. And I'm, I'm fortunate because I have a small team. There's 12 people. I can do something 12 times. I'm sure for a leader who has a much bigger team, that's more of a challenge, but it can be done. Find some good that somebody has done at least once a week and say something good to them. It's a game changer. Cassandra, thank you for sharing such a heartfelt message today in our conversation. It's been awesome. We're going to take just a quick break and hear from our sponsor message today and then come back to what we call our lightning round where we get to learn just a little bit more about you. So we'll be right back. So in our efforts to launch this healthcare sub-series on Gut Plus Science, my why is Wambi. Wambi specializes in serving the industry that needs the most support, love, and gratitude, and that's healthcare. Together with Wambi, we will be building a community of people-first healthcare leaders and influencers to make a big, positive impact on patient satisfaction and overall experience of patients and families, and also engagement of the very valuable healthcare workers in this world. So visit Wambi.org to learn more and hit me up. If you want to talk about the cool partnerships we're working on at Wambi, Nikki and I KKI at Wambi, W-A-M-B-I.org. It'll be in the show notes too. And I am so grateful to be part of this team and part of this movement. Many cool things to come. All right. We're back on Gut Plus Science Healthcare. And Cassandra, we get to learn just a little bit more about you now with our lightning round. And this first question always stumps people because it's like, oh, how do I pick just one? So how about sharing a favorite book of all time or a favorite recent read with our listeners? Probably The Alchemist is my favorite book of all times because it was just, it was so powerful to me when I read it because I wasn't expecting to like it like I did. And and I kept the, it was one of those books. I think I read it in a night and I've been able to read it a few times because there's so many powerful stories in that story. And then how about a favorite vacation spot? Believe it or not, I'm living in my favorite vacation spot right now. You know, there's San Diego has always been one of my favorite cities to visit because there's just so much beauty and nature and sunshine all year it, it's it's perfect so between the weather the weather, the weather yeah how can you beat 70 degrees all all year can't beat it how about a favorite hobby when you're not working oh my gosh well i i really enjoy yoga and i also really enjoy good wine and good wine with friends so lots of virtual wine sharing happening lately and finally, um, how can our listeners connect with you after the show today, Cassandra? 
Um, well, you can always reach and find me on LinkedIn under Cassandra Crow Jackson, or um, I'm at sharp.com, Cassandra.crow-jackson at sharp.com. I love Cassandra's heart and passion for the work she does and really enjoyed learning from her today. I bet you all did too. Here's my truth you can act on from our conversation. Increase your visibility. Whether your visibility is in person or virtual, find ways to do more of it. Say thank you more, do more rounding, spend more time in one-on-one conversations, and just remember, be visible. Do more personal touch time. Think on ideas of how you can do this better. How can you incorporate more conversation around the whole person and how they are? How are they really checking in on life outside of work with your team members? Cassandra suggested thinking of icebreaker questions for the beginning of meetings and then taking time out to connect before really diving into work stuff. And then always look for the silver lining and inspire your people to do the same. Cassandra shared even 2020 silver lining was thick when we take time to connect and to really look at that, look for that. So let's inspire our people to do more of that. It just uplifts everybody. All right, we'll see you next time. We just left the world a little bit better. Now go do something with it.